Welcome to the New Man Podcast, a show for brave men to experience freedom in their faith, sexuality, and relationships. The goal? To provide practical tools and timeless principles that help you become the man you were made to be. And now, your host, Sathya Sam. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the New Man Podcast. It's Thea Sam here. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, sometimes I have stuff to say off the top of my head, um, you know, before we kind of get into the podcast content. Sometimes I don't have anything at all. And you know what? Today we're just kind of jumping right into it. So uh, here's the deal it's 2021 as I record this, and, you know, we're kind of on the other side of the pandemic which is great. Um, There's tons of complications now with, you know, vaccine passports. And I have uh, friends who were supposed to go on a cruise and, you know, they got turned away because they had mixed vaccines between their two shots and all kinds of complexities. And um, long before COVID and all this kind of stuff hit, um, what we're talking about today was already a problem. And, And what we're talking about today is anxiety. Now, you will probably know, like, if if you go back through sort of the catalog of episodes that we've done so far, I mean, we've only been around for about five months here, and we've crossed 100 episodes, which is pretty amazing. Um, But you'll see that the subject of anxiety does come up with some regularity. And the reason for that is because it is a really major issue among guys right now. And a lot of the guys that are... Uh, you know, even just in our programs, uh, trying to get free of pornography, they are struggling with anxiety. And anxiety is either the root of the problem or sometimes it's the mask. It's sort of just at the at the tip. Um, but there's a lot of anxiety problems that are at play there. And even beyond that, um, in general, anxiety levels are, are high. Um, I, I haven't verified this study, but I, I heard somebody say, uh, that was speaking at a at a conference, I think it was, but they said that the um, the average anxiety levels of a person right now, so not even somebody who has an anxiety disorder or anything like that, but the average anxiety levels that somebody experiences today are equivalent to that of a psychiatric nurse in the 1950s, something like that. Um, and the the point that they were making is that, you know, um, people used to have to go undergo extensive training to be in like rigorous environments to endure the kind of anxiety that you and I are dealing with on a regular basis today. Now, granted, you know, the human race is resilient and we grow and we adapt and we develop, but um, we have not adapted to some of the other changes that have happened in our lives the last little bit here. And what actually has really spiked the increase in anxiety, to no surprise, happened around 2012. Well, actually, it's, it first happened in about 2007, and then it, um, it spiked again in, t- in 2012. Now, in 2007, that was really the dawn of smartphones. And that's when Steve Jobs did kind of his famous keynote, um, you know, demonstrating the iPhone and um, and that's when, you know, this whole smartphone revolution took off. And in 2012 is when Facebook and Twitter 
and some of these early social media platforms really started to anchor. Now, I forget, something happened in 2012. They, they crossed a certain threshold of users that sort of, um, in I think kind of the, um, I can't even think of the right word. I, I guess it'd be like epidemiology. In, in their studies, it's, you know, you cross a certain threshold and that's when it's like, it's clearly like a household activity or a household commodity or whatever. Social media crossed that threshold, I believe, around 2012, 2013. And the, the average levels of anxiety and depression and some of the more, I guess, typical mental health issues are higher. Um, they, they kind of spike in sync um, with, those, with those different events. So all is to say is that technology is this incredible blessing and with it sort of comes a, a different side of things that, that we don't really know how to handle. And it's causing unprecedented levels of anxiety and every mental health professional that I know like registered psychotherapists counselors clinical psychologists um, I mean you name it psychiatrists any kind of mental health clinician is just booked solid right now I know a few who are like you know they're starting out or that kind of thing there's there's some explainable reasons why maybe they're not on an, putting people on a waiting list yet but um, it's only a matter of time because the the rates are so high so I wanted to talk about it a little bit because I think the, the stats are really helpful. Like even just understanding that the development of technology and the evolution of social media are contributing significantly to some of your experiences, that should help a little bit because I think people are personalizing a lot of what they are experiencing. And, and granted, like it is your experience of anxiety. Like it's it's not that somebody else is to blame or whatever, but it is helpful to know that as as a human race, this is something that collectively we're all dealing with to some extent. I think what's happened in the last 18 months with COVID is, is we, have, we have really played into this whole fear agenda. Now, I, I don't really want to get political on this podcast and, and this is not going to be any different. Uh, I don't want to go there, but um, it's pretty clear that COVID and the general response to COVID has triggered a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety in people. It's made them fearful of COVID itself. Um, It's made people fearful of, um, you know, maybe some of the ripples, like if they're going to go back to work. Um, It's made people fearful of, you know, being in public places around other people. It's made people fearful of whether or not they can see their loved ones. Um, There's all kinds of different things, but um, there's a lot of fear going on. And in my estimation, in my own kind of opinion, my own research of scripture, my own personal experiences, and in the work that I do coaching guys out of pornography, anxiety is typically anchored in fear. That is sort of the essence of anxiety. It is it is that something is is wrong here. There's something to be afraid of. There's a threat in the environment. And the threat does not seem to be containable. And because you cannot contain it, you cannot restore safety. And that sort of triggers these feelings of anxiety. So, I mean, I've dealt with some anxiety lately around some of my major life decisions. So I mentioned on yesterday's podcast, um, you know, I'm in the middle of moving to Jamaica. Tons of logistics to hurdle. Like, it's a very exciting endeavor, but, you know, it's not all glam either. 
And, um, and of course, like I, I have some concerns about living in Jamaica as well. I don't know what internet connection is going to be like, um, which, you know, for recording podcasts is fine, but I interview on a few podcasts a week usually, and um, I'm releasing a book, so I'm going to be doing tons uh, of media stuff then to just get the word out. So what does that mean, you know, for me and, um, and for my work? I'm concerned about that. Like it's, it's a genuine fear that I'm going to be on a um, interview with, uh, you know, I have a couple things lined up with some TV stations. I'm going to be on like a TV interview and it's going to, the internet's going to cut out and I'm not going to get that interview back. So you can kind of see how there's, there's fear there. There's a fear that I'm going to lose something, lose an opportunity, lose some book sales, lose, you know, whatever, fill in the blank there, a couple things. But that fear then causes me to feel anxious because I actually don't have a solution to that right now. Like, I don't know what the solution is. I'm going to pay pretty good money to get a good internet plan, but I don't understand what the Wi-Fi infrastructure or the internet infrastructure is like there enough to know if paying for good internet actually guarantees that you're going to be okay through, you know, some bad weather or that kind of thing. So when you are in a place of anxiety and you are you are trying to work through it, you know, we, we've talked in previous episodes about some things, like some practical things you can do, right? Like... Like you can take a deep breath in and that deep breath in physiologically actually calms your brain down. It relaxes your brain. It allows you to focus and it it gives you a chance to find safety within yourself again. Because anxiety is a very detaching experience. It it detaches you from the the present, from the now, and it it kind of directs your attention to the future or the past or or something of what could be. It, it, It sort of detaches you from the moment. So this is where anxiety can become really crippling and it's why a practical thing like taking in a deep breath is so useful because it it sort of reels things back in it. It pulls you back into the present, back into the now and that's always going to be your safest place. Well, generally it's going to be your safest place. So we've talked about practical things, and you know we'll we'll maybe um, link link to that in the show notes so that you can um, you can listen back to that if you want some more practical things. But what I what I'd love to do is just to coach you for a couple minutes here about this whole concept, and and to just kind of I guess think about what might it look like for you to to get yourself from a place of anxiety to a place of stability and a place of peace. And our operative concept, what we're really looking for to sort of um, circumvent anxiety or, or to dissipate anxiety, what we're really looking for is safety. So if you are in a forest and you're camping, you got some food in your hand and you encounter a bear and the bear is looking at you square in the eyes and he starts growling and you know that he wants that food and I'm not talking about the food in your hand, I'm talking about you. (laughs) <laughs> he wants you. So that that's a moment where like that's scary, right? And and there's going to be fear around like how am I going to get out of this? And what makes that an anxious moment is that you don't know if you can outrun the bear or you don't know if you can find a place of safety. It is that inability to or or that that uncertainty around your safety that not only creates the feelings of anxiety but then prolongs it. The, the most stable people, the people with the greatest measure of peace in their lives might experience anxiety, but they are able to find safety despite a resolution. So another way to say it is that when they are in the storm, the storm is not in them. So for me, as I am trying to figure out 
my internet situation in Jamaica. I'm not in Jamaica yet. So I can read some forums and I can reach out to some people I know in Jamaica and ask, you know, how do you handle this or what's your internet like? I can do some research. And those things might give me a solution or they might not. But there, there is another option. Before I even get that solution, I can purpose in my heart that this is going to work out one way or another. And that if the internet's bad, then I'm going to have to find other ways to spread awareness about my book. Or I'm going to have to trust that the internet is good when I do my interviews. Or you know what I mean? There are so many different ways to reach a resolve in the face of anxiety. And it's kind of, it, it's a little bit um, like multi-layered here. The, the one layer is the obvious. It's the thing we always look for. It's kind of the external component. It's, it's being able to outrun the bear. It, it's finding the internet company that guarantees, um, you know, no dropped calls. Um, those are the external solutions that, that are going to restore that peace in our heart and say, okay, thank God. But the, the deeper measure of peace is able to reach that place before the resolution. And, and that is what I want to encourage you. And what I want to ask you is, when you think about the things that are causing you anxiety right now, number one, are you waiting for something externally to change? for the anxiety to dissipate? Have you told yourself, well, yeah, I, I do feel anxious now, but you know what, once once this decision is made, once I have this conversation with my boss, da 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 da, then, I'll, then, then I should be good. So have you told yourself that once something changes externally, then you'll have it resolved? There's nothing wrong with that, but what I wanna encourage you is to actually dig deeper because there's more within you, my friend, there's more. And if you dig a little bit deeper, let me ask you this, what would it look like for you to dissolve the anxiety before that conversation, before that decision, before that change in your external circumstance? What would it look like? What would be required for you to reach that place of peace? Because that, that is where you truly nip anxiety in the bud. That, that is where manhood is actually carved. That's where it's actually etched out. And so I want to encourage you, um, sit on that question a little bit. Ask yourself, what, is it gonna, what does it look like for me when I feel anxious to deal with the anxiety now before something changes externally so in the forest when you're facing that bear it's making the decision i'm 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 going to figure this out now you don't have time to like process this and really think it through in the moment but a a, a heart that's at peace um somebody who is practiced in in managing anxiety and staying in that place of peace they're going to respond very differently in in the face of of a trial or a sudden curveball that may come their way in life. And it, th this is not about being perfectionist. Like we don't, I don't want to create a perfectionist in you that says like, oh, I'm feeling anxious and I can't get out of it. Like I'm just, I'm so bad at this and I'm just going to be stuck with anxiety. This is a muscle that you exercise. It, it takes time. It takes effort, but it's possible. And the reason I wanted to talk about this today is because Anxiety will often drive people to watch pornography or to engage in those kinds of behaviors because they take the edge off. They, they give a false sense of security and safety that allows them to sort of detach from the anxiety temporarily. Of course, it all comes flooding back afterwards, but for that moment, you kind of feel like, I got things in control, life is safe, I'm okay. So my biggest encouragement to you, if you're dealing with anxiety, and if you're struggling with pornography, or it's one or the other, ask yourself these questions. What, when I feel anxious, when I feel stressed, what does it look like for me to reach a place of peace before my external environment changes?
Because often what causes anxiety is something external. Like it's a change in circumstance, it's it's anticipation of, a, of an external circumstance, and then that it sort of anchors itself internally. It's, it's the fears, it's the imaginations, it's the thought patterns that then cause us to feel anxious. If you wait for the external solution, that's great, but it's much more effective to go the reverse order. Address the internal part first, so that regardless of what happens externally, you're good to go. What's it going to look like for you to pull that off in your life? It, it might mean that you have to get in the habit of journaling. It might mean that you have to reach out and get some professional help, some professional counseling. Um, it might mean that you need to sign up for a program that's going to help you get, get rid of pornography and, and really resolve the root issues instead of just dealing with things at a superficial level. There's no right or wrong here, but you have to figure out what's going to work for you, what's going to allow you to stay in that place of peace and that confidence in safety on a regular basis. Remember, it does take time, but it is honestly so worthwhile. And this is something that I, um, people often have said that about me, like you're very even keeled, you're very level-headed, I don't know how you go through so much while still maintaining a, a place of peace. Well, this is how I do it. And I have just learned that in my, in, in my moments where I'm anxious, I ask myself, what am I afraid of? And then I just actually, what I'll do is they call it fear setting. At least that's, that's what Tim Ferriss calls it. And it is basically just saying, if this were to happen, what's the worst case scenario? And how, what would I do? And just imagining myself going through the worst case scenario is unbelievably liberating for me. Now, for other people, that might be really triggering. Like, it, it's not a one-size-fits-all solution. But these kinds of um, little, little tactics go a long way to keeping the heart at rest and ultimately living a porn-free life. So that's everything for today, guys. I, I really want to I want to see you living in a place of peace. I believe it is something we're all destined to do. I don't believe it's reserved for certain personality types or people who had you know, a good childhood or whatever. Um, everybody has the ability to live in that place of peace. Sometimes it just takes a bit of a conscious effort and it takes a little bit of work here, a little bit of a muscle that you got to develop with time. So that's everything for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you want more content like this delivered to you on a regular basis, I encourage you to subscribe. I'll be honest, I only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. So um, if this is something that you want to get more of, please subscribe. And if you want to even take it another step, you can leave us a rating or a review. Um, even just a five-star review means the world to us. So thank you guys so much for listening. Much love to all of you. We're cheering you on. And I hope that today's episode has helped you live with confidence and integrity. Have an amazing day. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The New Man Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, you can share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, please sign up for the weekly newsletter at www.sathiasam.com or follow on Instagram at sathiamesam. Thanks again and see you next time. Thanks for listening to The New Man Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, you can share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, please sign up for the weekly newsletter at www.sathiasam.com or follow on Instagram at Sam. Thanks again and see you next time.